Hey, Mr. Abrams, you're about to get snapped and leave us in Memphis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podfathers and Son. This is the last one, or the end game. I'm Nick, and I'm here with Max. Hey. Wesley. Hey. And Kel. Where's Kellen? Oh, man. We need to call Kellen. Kellen. Hello? We Kel- need you for the podcast. Oh, the podcast due today. Yeah. I have a concussion, man. Really? Yeah. Oh man. So, so you, you So you can't help us? No. But you tried your best, right? Yeah, I definitely tried my best. Well, that's all we needed to know. Thank you. Thanks, Kellen. We love Thanks, you. Thanks, Kellen. Love you. Love y'all too. Bye. Bye. Man, that is very unfortunate about fortunate about Kellen. We wish him the best. All the best, Kellen. Now, on to what we're talking about today. Today, we are debating whether or not DNA fingerprinting or DNA-based predictions is immoral due to violations of privacy and how some information used in a testimony can lead to unfair verdicts, such as issues with race and how some phenotypes may be related to stereotypes. We will also talk about how DNA fingerprinting is the most reliable... How DNA fingerprinting may not be the most reliable source to turn to, but we'll get to that later. DNA fingerprinting was invented by Professor Alec Jeffries after he discovered that you could find variations in human DNA through this process. In order to do this, he used restriction fragment link polymorphism to analyze the DNA. Restriction fragment link polymorphism, or RFLP, is a variation of the length of fragments made by a given restriction enzyme in a sample of DNA. And by doing this, he was able to prove that a person's fingerprint is unique and different than anyone else's on the earth. It's gonna be like we apologize for that interruption. We had a mandatory fire drill. But now we can get back to the history of DNA fingerprinting. Anyways, in 1986, A 15-year-old girl was raped and murdered. This crime was very similar to a crime that happened three years prior to a girl of the same age. So Dr. Jeffries was asked to compare the semen and blood samples found at both crime scenes to a suspect's, Richard Richard Buckland, DNA, who confessed to the second crime. Using his recently discovered DNA fingerprinting technique, Dr. Jeffries was able to compare the semen samples and conclude that the crimes were committed by the same person. So it was unlikely that Buckland committed the crime because he would have been 14 at the time of the first rape and murder. Eventually, the doctor's technique led the police to a baker named Colin Pitchfork, who became the first culprit to be apprehended and proved guilty of a crime by DNA fingerprinting. And today, it is used by all investigators in finding leads and catching criminals. 
Now that we have gone over the history of DNA fingerprinting, or DNA-based predictions in forensics, let's begin to discuss the, to the topic. Max, what do you think about DNA-based predictions?
DNA is a huge part in forensic testing. Forensic testing can be used to make a profile of a suspect or suspects in a criminal case. However, many times these profiles and DNA evidence are used as are used in a court of law to incriminate somebody. This is extremely this is an extreme abuse of our rights as citizens because this testing is not 100% conclusive. Even though it is marketed as 100% reliable, it is simply not. Your profile, your your DNA profile can match that of anyone in your family or anyone in the world because DNA in humans is 99.9% similar to um to each other around us, leaving 0.1% leaving a 0.1% difference in your DNA makeup from the person sitting next to you. For example, a completely different species of animal, chimpanzees, have just a, a 1% difference in DNA than humans do. This just goes to show you that a profile that can match that of anyone in the world um, should not be used as the end-all, be-all means of incriminating somebody, even though it has been countless times in a court of law. The profile should just be used as a starting point, even though our uh, justice system continues to abuse this marking that they have as 100% reliable.
thank you, Wesley and Max, for your both your contributions and showing us the way you view the situations. Um, and in my opinion, I'm neutral on the subject. Um, I agree with Max in the sense that DNA fingerprinting or DNA-based um, investigating or predictions uh, in forensic science does help narrow down suspects in, in an investigation. Um, the majority of the time, DNA-based predictions have proved to be essential in cases as they do introduce new leads that can lead to a new culprit. Although it can be tricky because if the criminal who committed the crime does not have his or her fingerprints on file or recorded, then there is a possibility that nothing can come from these test results. Realistically, most crimes are committed by people who have acted illicitly before, which facilitates the investigators in narrowing down the suspects. However, I also see Wesley's point when he says that it's not the most reliable um, thing to turn to in these investigations because DNA can be contaminated or you could just have a, a partial print or something that's not full and doesn't necessarily fully contribute to the investigation. And um, I do agree that it can also turn out false uh, in some situations just like Wesley said with uh, Brandon Mayfield. Um, in my opinion, DNA-based predictions in forensic science, such as DNA fingerprinting, um, do aid investigators in creating potential suspects for a case and discovering their appearance, just like Max said. However, it's probably not the most reliable option due to the great chance of error, as Wesley stated. Back to what y'all were talking about earlier with the fingerprints and the databases for fingerprints. The United States has recent the United States FBI has recently been in conflict with Apple, the phone company, about uh, who has the right to the fingerprints that they store. Apple has come out with tech products for many years. Over the last few years, though, they have developed a fingerprint technology to unlock their phones. But until recently, it was not known that they store the fingerprints of each user in a database. Recently, a crime was committed, a murder, and the FBI was coming looking for the fingerprints to their phones and their databases. Uh, and Apple gave them their fingerprints. And uh, the, the murder ended up being solved, but this asks a huge question. Is it Apple's right to give your private information to the FBI so that they, they can solve crimes. What do y'all think about the topic? I think that um, uh, while privacy is um, something that is valued, I feel like uh, it um, protection should be and safety should be prioritized over this matter because what does privacy like matter if like there's crime in the world you know and uh stuff like this allows uh dna fingerprinting and uh 
like databases with uh, genetics and information on people's genetics allows uh, really big um, crime uh, crimes to be solved and not only crimes but like even terrorism like nowadays um, with the um, the recent uh, like recent technologies with uh, databases and globalization as it advances and progresses uh it it becomes more and more secure so i feel that this is a huge infringement on our privacy and i hope that many others see it the same way i do because if we continue to allow corporations to sell our private information to the government who knows what what will happen to it Many people daily are getting hacked and having their private information stolen already when it is in the hands of our own selves. So why should I have to trust a corporation like Apple or our nation's government to not get hacked? Many people daily, like over the past few years, have had their iCloud photos hacked and had horrible and private images released to the public. Many celebrities have had to issue many statements about their privacy and stuff like that because they have had their pictures, their private pictures, taken from them and placed all over the internet for money. Yeah, I I agree with the whole uh, corporations thing. Um, I think, like, that uh, federal governments and United Nations should... Uh, um, be the ones caring for uh, or, uh, containing um, genetic information that's really important in uh, criminal databases uh, because um, large corporations with that type of power like we've seen it in the past with um, the Gilded Age uh, with um, uh, back in the late 1800s uh, which uh, spurred a lot of problems with um, labor unions, but that's as I know that like doesn't really like uh, correspond with DNA fingerprinting, but at the same time, giving like power to large corporations can be um, dangerous. Yes, I so. agree. I'm glad we can come to an agreement on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, looks like uh, we had a pretty good discussion here. So um, we're gonna we're gonna head out. So uh, this is Pod Th- Pod Fathers and Son signing off for one last time. <laughs>